Welcome to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage. My name is Heath Yearwood. And I'm Amanda Yearwood. And thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you. Well, welcome back. We're so excited you came back to listen in with us. And today we're joined by some friends, Blake and Jen Thompson. We're so glad to have you guys here tonight with us. Glad to be here with you guys. We appreciate you guys having us on. Well, when we first uh, started this, we wanted to be an encouragement to couples. And part of the whole thing that we wanted to do, we wanted to have different couples coming in and telling their stories and kind of how God has worked in their lives. And uh, we're just going to do, at the beginning here, we're going to let them introduce themselves. And so, Jen, if you would, uh, tell us a little bit who who Jen Thompson is. Hello, I am Jen Thompson, and um, I teach 10th grade English at West Point. Um, This is my, what did we say, 12th? Mm -hmm. 12th year at West Point. Um, I'm not from West Point, so this is, um, you know, this is my home now, but when I first came, I know, I don't know if I ever felt like an outsider, but I... You know, yep. I'm not born and bred yep. here, so um, you're an import like I am. <laughs> I, a lot of Amanda and I have a lot of things in common, and that's one of them. That mm-hmm. I'm not originally from here. I'm from Huntsville, but um, I'll get into that a little later about how Blake and I met. But yeah, I'm a teacher at West Point, and I work for Heath, and love him and Amanda. So it's me. interesting. It feels like we've known you forever. I mean, I was thinking it was longer than twelve years, but. Gosh, I guess it has it. Yeah, yeah, I guess it has been twelve years. And as we go through this, you're gonna be uh, you. You know mine and Amanda's story, but as we go through this, there's a lot of similarities in their lives and our lives. And you know, I guess when you do have a spouse that's in the education as well, a lot of people that we have that way. But it does help. So uh, they're the younger, better looking, more athletic <laughs> version. <laughs> A lot more athletic. Uh, Jen played uh, college volleyball uh, at Wallace State, and Blake was a a superior athlete at uh, West Point. And uh, Blake, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Blake Thompson. I grew up here in West Point. I've always uh, lived in West Point, and um, I uh, graduated high school from West Point, actually. Mr. Yearwood was one of my teachers um, back in the, the ninth day. grade. Back in the I day, ninth grade, yeah. And um, I am, um, like I said, I'm a principal at West Point Middle School. I was a teacher at West Point Middle School for 12 years, and then I became an assistant principal for four years after that. And then this past year was my first year as a principal. So. I'm, uh, again, born and bred here in West Point, and I'm uh, glad to be a warrior. <laughs> so you are in about 17 years right now? Or? I'm at 17. This will be my wow. 18th year. I'm really old now. Plus, uh, yeah. As we go are back. Are share how many years this will be for you? Uh, I'm, in, I'm in my 31st year. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, again, I've said this is probably going to be it for me. And one thing I've been really led a whole lot about is kind of this, what we're doing now, again, we refer every week about our DMD that we're in, about telling our stories. And that's one of the reasons we want to hear their story today, kind of uh, how God orchestrated someone from, like you said, a complete different place to be here. And, and 
you know, we did a, one of our episodes was about decisions or directions that we go in our life. And isn't it amazing how a lot of times God has led our lives and we didn't really realize why. Absolutely. And, you know, so, uh, well, again, Jen has been a a teacher for us and she's a fantastic teacher. She does a great job. The kids love her. I hope she doesn't correct her grammar. She is an English teacher. (laughs) Yes, she corrects mine. I I do correct Blake's, but I do not correct y'all's. And don't correct mine on this, please. Because, you know, when you're a little nervous, you you listen back and you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that or or whatever. But no, y'all have done a great job. Y'all really, I do not critique y'all at all. (laughs) We were laughing earlier. I noticed that. We've actually got some people listening from pretty far away from here, like California and New York and some places like that. And like in my mind, I think, well, that's cool. But then I think, no, are, are they no, just listening to her, us because we sound so bad? I don't know. I told Amanda in the, in the last episode that we talked about that. I said, you've that's got great. somebody in California say, hey, George, come here. you got to listen to this group. This. this must be Cy and them's cousin from Duck Dynasty. Listen up. <laughs> And uh, so they're really making fun of us, but whatever. Uh, that's okay. They get a little Jesus. It's all right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, um, again, you know, uh, that's how we know Jen a lot of times, especially then Mary and Blake. But I go a long way back with uh, Blake. Uh, you know, uh, as we were talking about this, kind of what we were going to be going over a little bit, I really feel bad. I, you know, I know why I, I harmed Blake. I ended up coaching him about three years out of his uh, <laughs> five, six years or something. Just think what he could have been. Well, I know. To get rid of him, he gets the MVP of the regional tournament. See, but um, well, I knew Blake uh, like I was the middle school coach and had the seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade, and I had someone that uh, worked and kind of helped with the seventh grade. But Blake was a seventh grader on that team, and I remember Blake was a good ball player then. And what? And I also went to church with his family. And then one thing you probably don't know, Blake, your dad was a back in that day. You didn't just interview with a principal and the superintendent or anything. You interviewed at the local school, and your dad was a trustee. So it was kind of like a uh, interview committee that was there. And your dad was one of them that when I first interviewed, does about five men that was there and you sat across from a table with all of them. It's intimidating. It was very intimidating. <laughs> very intimidating. And, uh, but his dad is a great man, Benton Thompson, and his mom, Roseanne, was a teacher. And fantastic people and their brother, Dustin, he was on my first ninth grade team that uh, I coached. And so, you know, I have a long history and also coached him in football. I, I was a varsity assistant when Dustin and them had one of the best teams ever come through West Point. Had an undefeated team, and oh, that's right, he was on that. He was on the team. The team that that Amanda that that we told the story about Amanda (laughs) blowing it for him. We talked about superstitious, (laughs) and he is still. I will say this about Dustin Blake's the same way. Dustin is one of the most superstitious people I have ever. Well, you know the story what we're talking about on one of our episodes, but, but I will just hit the gist of it. She always brought me chicken every Friday, and we had always yeah. won. Well, her and her daddy, even though she's in college, they get into it. He will not let her come that day. He takes day. my car keys. Takes her car keys. Yeah. She doesn't bring chicken on the day we lose. <laughs> so, so it's your fault. It's yeah, Amanda's like, fault. We didn't tell that story for years, and really. Because that whole bunch yeah, was so superstitious. Were, and uh, it yeah. was. 
But uh, so it's not my fault. Everybody in the community, it was Amanda's fault. <laughs> it's my fault. Well, yes. uh, I do remember Blake though. I would come by uh, going to church, and I remember Blake would always be outside shooting basketball. It could be twenty degrees, and Blake would be in his dress clothes, and he'd be shooting basketball out there. Oh yeah, I loved it. That's what that's what I did. That's what uh, you know. I try to encourage my own kids in the same way. To, Get outside, do something outside, get off your video games, and uh, get outside and get better at, at what you love doing. And uh, for me, basketball was a love that I had. And uh, of course, people like Coach, and I, I still can't call you Heath. I like Coach. <laughs> you call me Heath, but I like Coach Heath. instead. Yeah. It's still Coach Yearwood to me. Yeah. But having people like Coach Yearwood really influenced me in my life. Uh, you know, to go in the right direction. Um, you know, you referred back to when you coached us in uh, junior high. And for me, uh, the JV team, which we called B team, B -team. At the time, I was a 10th grader. And really, Coach Yearwood, he saw that I had a little bit of ability, a lot, but a little bit. And I was very timid and shy on the court. And you still remember some play. Coaches was an X's and O's guy. Yeah. I always had a new play for us. And I still remember the play that you came up for us. I bet mean, I know this one too. Side, side shuffle. shuffle. Yeah. yeah. Side I shuffle. And, uh, I don't that, know anything about basketball, but I knew when we called side shuffle, you were going to drive to the basket. He did. Right. He, he, he forced me to become aggressive. And so that really allowed me to gain confidence on the basketball floor and uh, helped me become more assertive, not just on the basketball court, but really in life. So. Well, you were a quiet and kind of a timid person, and you came through with a great group of guys, and yes. there was two or three of them that moved up early mm -hmm. and went to the varsity. And you had always been a good player, but you were kind of a, a, a sidekick with them. Mm -hmm. You know, let them do it. It was Zach Olaker and Reggie Freeman mm -hmm. and, and stuff. And so they kind of would handle it, and you would always have a good game. But you would play off of them. And when, you were, when they took them to the varsity, I needed to have a score. And so I just kind of made you, yeah. <laughs> made you be that. Go to the goal. Go to the goal with the ball. throw it to But yeah. 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 You know what's amazing by that, though? Um, our basketball coach now, Mason Vose, good young coach. But I showed them that last year, even in this been years. But they started putting that in and had a lot of success because it's it's nothing special, right. but it uh it, you know it worked well for us and uh, you know we used it several years but it was because y'all were such good ball players, but um yeah that was fun and really when I look back on my coaching career I was I was a varsity coach but you know the higher level you go the more pressure comes in from everything else and I love JV basketball because it was for the love of the game. You know, everybody just kind of had a good time with it. It was fun. Uh, you guys, y'all, I was young enough that I could get out and play with you and different things a little bit. I wasn't always the best role model uh, <laughs> that I could be. You know, uh, I taught them a lot of things, and they weren't always good. But uh, No, you. I'm sorry. I do have a story that Blake and I talked about um, when he paddled you. You could tell that story in class. Oh, do you remember Patty? I don't even remember Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't did believe this story. That you were my ninth grade. I believe it was Alabama, uh, Alabama history. History. history and world geography. And we were taking about to take a test, and 
Zach Olaker is sitting by me and he looks at me and says, nice socks, Blake. And I just kind of grinned at him and said, thanks. Coach Jerry was like, get out in the hall. After he had just said no talking. After yes. he said no talking. That was back when corporal punishment okay. was okay. And he gave us three good ones. Yeah. We never talked again on the test. <laughs> I was kind of a little bit strict back in the day on the, that kind of stuff. We needed it, though. Yeah. That's, That's right. Good for us. That's right. Well, uh, so that was kind of the thing. And then, actually, uh, Blake goes on up to the varsity and, and had a great career. His senior year, uh, again, his brother was on one of the most successful teams ever. Your dad also was on when your dad played on a 9-1 team. They lost the first game of the year at, at Mortimer Jordan, and a lot of people in West Point will know that group very well. Dalford Smith was a coach, and everybody thinks the world of Dalford in that group. And his dad and them lost the first game of the year, and they all cramped up and and – Coach Smith about killed them. They came back and they ran so much and he about killed all the boys. And then they won the nine games in a row. But somehow back then you couldn't make the playoffs or whatever with it. So they ended up because they had lost that game. But that his dad was on a great team. His brother was on the, the probably winning this football team that we had. And then Blake ended up going to the Final Four with their group. So uh, it's been a very successful group there. Um, I still remember y'all's basketball bunch. The Final Four, you know, we were all in shock too, even the coaches and everybody. We were playing down there. What was your thoughts when you go out and you see that court out there in the middle of the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center? It was crazy, which it's been so long ago. Is this it's one crazy. Where first, did been, you get sick on that one? Was uh, that one? Okay. 20, what is that, 23? Goodness gracious, 23 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was overwhelming when, yeah. when you, mm-hmm. you know, you live in a small town. And mm-hmm. of course, we had a lot of people come to our ball games, but when you get in that atmosphere of, BJCC, it's just it's totally, you know, it's it's huge. Well, I remember I was a coach, and I'm supposed to be the cool one out of it. And I remember looking out there when y'all were warming up, and I was out on the court. That little goal looked like it was about five inches round, sitting out in the middle of the sky. Because in that big arena, we'd never have played with that much room behind. We'd played at places like Wallace and stuff. But... Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun, and you know, it, it just made it more memorable because you you're a part of a team, and it was about what your team did, and along with your coaches, people like Coach Wood and Coach Jones, and the relationships that were built there with that group of guys. I still am able to communicate with a lot of those guys even today, and you have a bond that you share with each other that it's just really hard to describe, you know, but you have that. That bond that's uh, so tight. It's a shared Mm. experience. We went Mm -hmm. through this together. Yes, we won together. We lost together, especially at Birmingham. We come up (laughs) short. Um, But again, it was a wonderful experience. And, uh, you know, throughout that year and throughout sports in general, you learn so many life lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, I look back now as, you know, even when I coach my kids as well as the middle school kids I coached. And a lot of those lessons you don't realize till later on when you become a coach. Why are we running? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it may be, and then you, you get to see them why you go through the proverbial, I guess, blood, sweat, and tears yeah. of practices, and uh, you know it, it prepares you for life. Well, and uh, I, I found myself, you know, Coach Yearwood was one of my coaches. Obviously, he was fiery. He was always mm-hmm. up. 
He was into the games. That's what I remember. <laughs> about him. Did you ever see the Bane? <laughs> the Bane. Oh, well, the infamous Bane. Yeah, we talked about it. We say it to his buddies, but we did talk about it. But he was as into the ball game as any coach that you will ever see. And you know, when you become a coach, you don't really realize you don't know what kind of coach you're going to be. And then yep. I find myself, well, I'm up. And I'm screaming at the kids, but you know it's the competitive side of you, and you do mm-hmm. care about the kids, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. you know. Coach well, I was tough right. on you, but I always, you know, tried to support and you know whatever I could with that. But that's kind of how I am about it. I was passionate about it. Drives me crazy if people are not the same, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. something that really bothers me if if people don't have that same fire, and that's hard thing coaching. If you've got people that go through the motions, you know, if I had a motivated bunch like y'all's, I was a great coach. Not just, I'm not talking about just the talent level, just kids that cared. But when you had groups that had a lot of talent but didn't really care, that was, that's the toughest ones to coach because I was a five foot nothing and I had to play hard to do that. But we're talking about life lessons in athletics. I know, Jen, you played volleyball. And, you know, what did you learn a whole lot through your athletic career and everything? Well, Blake and I were actually talking about this a little bit. I had um, one of my big influences um, for me in school was my volleyball coach. And she um, she was saw something in me in the ninth grade that, you know, kind of pushed me to be better each year. She made me up to varsity when I was a ninth grader. And... Um, you know, she's just, Miss Glenda Wright's her name, and she just was somebody that, she really encouraged me to be a teacher. She inspired me to be a teacher. Um, but I just remember a couple of conversations with her um, where she, you know, she just believed in me, and she saw something in me, and she said, you know, I think you can go further. I think you can go past high school and play, play volleyball. And she, she pretty much is who I have to owe for getting my scholarship. You know, she was somebody who kind of pushed me to that, but you know, just just really like like Blake was saying, the life lessons that I have learned are just, you know, like with Heath. I mean, he the same fiery passion he has with basketball, he has in the school system and the school building, you know. Sometimes that's not quite as well as uh, <laughs> Well and, and it's you know, but but Blake and I actually talked about that. You know, he's just as passionate picking up trash in the courtyard as he is you know, no, not you, Heath. <laughs> Blake is too. I Blake is too, but I'm talking about Heath, you know. He just seems to be more, it's just he has the same passion in everything he does. That's just one thing I've always admired about Heath is that he is very, very passionate in whatever he does. And, well, and I think Blake has, he's been an influence for now, Blake too. Well, Blake that. does too because uh, we look in one thing about that, we look at a lot of y'all's lives as we talked about and we see similarities. I hope you're better than us, but we do see that. Like I go by the other day and I was showing uh, uh, one of our new teachers kind of the campus and we go by the middle school and I look up on a ladder uh, a guy pressure washing up on top of a ladder on the, up at the school. And, you know, those things make me proud. If I look at y'all doing something at church, uh, again, you know, like when your kids do something. I remember when I was a kid, and I've shared this before on here, my dad was worried about my work ethic. He wanted me to work as hard as him. And if he wanted me to mow the yard... He didn't want me to halfway mow the yard. Don't skip places and you better weed each. You better do the things right. 
And now I look back and I'm glad that I had a dad that way because I think it instilled that in me. And, and that brings up a little bit, you know, you were a good coach and math teacher as well. And I really hate that you got out and got into administration so early because I, you really had a great coaching career ahead of you. And, you know, I, I don't know if you miss coaching at all, but you do get to coach the youth right now. And uh, Yes. Yeah. And I have one of the loudest fans sitting beside <laughs> me here yeah. that uh, is is screaming and hollering. It's, it's I, I, will, I will say this. Blake and I have a great marriage. We do. Um, I love Blake with all my heart. But there are some of our worst fights. Heath can attest to this. Amanda can attest to this because I've been to them multiple times about it. <laughs> Um, our our worst fights, I think. I mean, we've had some some pretty bad fights about his coaching my children. So um, I do appreciate Blake is a great coach. He has been good to coach. He, he usually coaches Tice because Tice is our oldest, and we didn't mention our kids. We have what, Tice is ten and Trey is is eight, and so usually with Tice being the first one that starts a new sport or something, Blake always coaches you know, Tice and Tice, if, if, you, if you're listening and know Tice, Tice is my child that had, uh, Trey's a lot more like Blake, in my opinion. He's got a little bit more, probably shouldn't say this too loud, but anyway, he's got a little bit more of, um, well, they're, 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 well, their personalities are personalities, very similar. I, yes. I look at him when yes. he's out there on that. And now Tice, I would say a lot, reminds me of Dustin, Blake's brother, that I coached a little bit, just their personalities a little bit. Well, and, and Tice is just a little bit more tenderhearted. Trey, Trey can always tell Blake all the time, you could coach Trey better than coach Tice because you could scream at him and he just doesn't care. <laughs> Where Tice, you know, gets really upset about it. But Blake does a great job with the coaching, but... I have, and Heath has told me multiple times, you know, I'll, I'll ask Heath, you know, well, do you regret how you coached Blake? Do you regret his Blake? Blake, like your my Blake. son. And, um, you know, do you regret getting on him like you did and taking it so seriously? And, do, you know, and, and really each time he's kind of calmed me down and told me that I will appreciate the, you know, how hard Blake has been on my kids because my, when my kids get to be, in high school, they'll they'll be able to take any kind of coach they get because I can assure you that they will be no harder Look, than their dad. It's about <laughs> having a high expectation. My dad was hard on us, and like you said, your dad expected you to mow the grass yeah. and perfect it. Going back to really a work ethic, we were growing up worked in chicken houses, and mm -hmm. we had to. Uh, Dustin and I were having to be out there helping, whether it be in dad's chicken houses, we worked in Grandpa. uncles, yeah. grandpas, and so uh, things you didn't want to do at the time, didn't understand at the time, but later on, right. it really helped us in life. But daddy was pretty tough on us, and um, you know, in sports, Dustin won't say he's harder on him than he was on me, <laughs> but. You know, they were hard on that bunch that came through that one. That they were. I've heard a lot of people say they were very. But a lot of those daddies were hard. It's on just you that want bunch. them to be their best at whatever they do. If you love it, if you love basketball, if you love soccer, if you love tennis, whatever it may be, put in the time to be the very best. And I think being educators too. I, I know the older I get, the more I understand. You know, we see kids at school, and I think. I don't want my kid to be that way or I don't want my kid to act that way. But then I find myself um, 
kind of having to be, since my husband's the harder, you're, I mean, you're definitely probably disciplinarian in our family because I don't have to be because he is is so hard on our kids, um, which is a good thing. Well, I'm not a drill sergeant. <laughs> well, he kind of is a little bit. He's old school. Hey, he's got him chained up downstairs right now. <laughs> He'll let him out. He'll take the muzzle off so that he But I do feel, you know, the, the older I get, I start to think, well... You know, it is going to pay off because, you know, the world that our kids are are growing up in, if we don't do something at home, then, you know, the world's sure not going to do anything for them. So, you know, like there's times our kids will say, like I thought we, we've been camping this weekend and um, our kids said uh, they wanted to stay at the campground last night and Ty said, what, do we have to go to church tomorrow? And and I noticed Blake's response was, that should never be a question, son. He said, why? You know, that's never a question. We go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, and that's not, you know. And Ty said, yeah, I know. You know, and, and it's just things like that that I think, you know, we have to do that. Because if we don't do that, the world's sure not going to do that for mm-hmm. them. Like if they have, you know, we have to do what we can the short amount of time that we have them and then just you know, pray that what we did is enough. Well, we, we refer to it, and, and I've shared it on here already, and different things. Uh, John Crowell had a de- uh, little devotion that he talked about. Mike Simmons has told it several times about a suitcase. Mm-hmm. And what I t- encourage all the young couples out there, you're raising kids, the decisions right now, you're not supposed to be your kid's best friend. Now, you can be a friend to your child, but there's a difference in being the person that has to make the bad decisions, the tough decisions that don't let them go to these places or do these things that a lot of times now it seems like people are just trying to gain favor. They're just doing things, letting the kids do whatever in the world, and it's all going to come out in the end. And uh, But what his whole thing is is what you pack in that suitcase. One day they're going to be gone on a trip. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't packed God and you haven't packed the great things in that suitcase, the world's going to hit them head on. That's not saying that my kids are not going to do whatever. But I have no regrets ever about having them in the church. Like you said, we that's one thing that I can say that our kids were brought up. And not just about attending church there was more about through serving and missions and we've worked some homeless shelters and they've been at different things and they they've been involved in stuff now that doesn't make them any better than anyone else but at least lets them see that side and they they'll make their own choices with what they do but you know that's what i encourage you and then when we talked before jim has asked about them the coaching i i was hard on blake the first one uh, my daughter, she was kind of like y'all's youngest, that she was kind of stubborn. I had to just almost let her be herself, you know, as we went through a little bit. Being a girl was different, but, she, you know, she was stubborn. And that goes back personalities. Like, we, yeah. we've kidded about Bailey before. Blake, you could look at, and he would just, you know, he would just do whatever there. Yeah. Bailey, you could whip her five times, and she'd just grit her teeth. Yeah. But, like, it didn't hurt me. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, but I think it takes a balance. And mm-hmm. so when y'all are talking about coaching and then where that has become an argument for you, it's so hard being the mama in that situation because your kids, well, any parent, your kids are an extension of you. And if you perceive that something is going to hurt your child, it hurts. But the the beautiful, really beautiful makeup of it all the way God intended it for 
for it to be is that balance. And uh, I, I remember one time in particular that it was like that was just so clear to me. One, It's been several, several years ago. We were at the beach, and I love to people watch. I just love to people watch. So I'm watching this young couple, and they've got um, a small child, and, and the mom has just been, you know, right with this baby the whole time, you know, young child trying to make sure everything's good. And the dad is out in the water and encouraging the child, come come on, come a little further, come a little deeper, come on. And the mom is just a nervous wreck, you know. But, but just watching them in their roles, it was that dad's role to push that kid a little harder, to take that scary step. And, and now the mom was on the beach the whole time, worried to death, you know, with those eyes of, is everything going to be okay? But it's really such a beautiful balance. And, and if you don't have that balance, uh, I imagine that it, it, it really makes it tough. Well, and, and you know, you think back to like a mama bird that's protecting oh yeah, that yeah. nest. It's the same instincts, you know, we're, we have animal instincts almost, but I've seen like birds or you might be at a lake or something, geese or something, afraid that their babies are in trouble. They will go after you like crazy. And that's how mamas, in my years of coaching, the mamas were worse than the daddies about <laughs> yeah. coming to get well, you. Well, I know for Blake and I, you know, the conversations we've had, he'll say, you're not looking at those boys through through anything other than those mama goggles. You're just looking, you know, you want to be that mama? Do you want to be that parent? We've seen this happen, you know. And But like Amanda shared that story with me before, you know, you do your kids. I mean, and I've told Blake this, you know, they're, you know, they're an extension. And when they hurt, you hurt. And when you mm -hmm. see, you know, when I see Ty's his eyes, you know, welling up, and I know he's about to break, you know, and then Blake's just going and going and going, you know, it's like, I just want to say, that's enough, you know, but then in the long run, it's not about, if we've ever, well, no, and I will it's say not this, about winning or, it's, I mean, it, it, everybody wants to win, but everybody wants their kids to be the best they can be, but there's life lessons. And there's mental toughness yeah, it's, that he it's, lacks. you got to overcome it. Right. There's going to be adversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The games are not going to go your way. You're going to get behind. Yeah. That's right. Overcome mm -hmm. it. Keep going. Yeah, those like life it. lessons that I want, not just my kid, but any kid that's ever played for me, I know you were the same mm -hmm. way for yourself. And I will say about our kids, you know, if I've ever, I've tried to encourage Blake in the past year, you know, maybe you should start to, uh, coaching Trey, you know, since, and, and if I ever say that, both of them, we want daddy to coach us. Why would you not yeah. want, you know, so so they love their daddy coaching them, but it's just mama eyes. I sit just, right after the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the ride home. That, that <laughs> on the ride, ride home, yes. No. Yeah. Well, you said, you said this, my dad was that way, and he coached me. And I remembered, you know, if I missed layups or I did something or if I missed a ground ball, he was going to hit it harder. Well, I end up being the same thing. Well, one day I'm hollering and, and my daddy is right beside me. And, you know, grandparents are different. This is the same man that raised me that was as hard as anything. I'm hollering at my kid and he looks at me like giving me like the daddy, like I, you're, I'm fixing to whip you. And I was like, daddy, don't you even think about it. You're not even the same man that raised me. And, uh, but it's different when it's your grandkids. And now I have to watch my answers even to Jim because I am that grandparent age yes. now that... Yeah. Those things I felt at the time when our kids went through was the most important things in the world. Now being on the back end of it, the time that I had with them is the was the most important thing. But I have no regrets how my dad raised me in the hard, you know, 
way he pushed me and all those kind of things. Now, Blake will tell you, and I asked him one day about this, because at some point we're going to have the negatives that of parenting on here. <laughs> Clarify our Blake, our, our son Blake, Blake. Our yes. son Blake. We don't need to have them on yeah, here, too. We, well, will. and you know how right now they wouldn't want to probably be on. They'd be but, embarrassed right now. <laughs> yeah, they're embarrassed of their parents doing this. But we want to talk to them about, there's things that I did bad as a parent, wow. and I wished I had done better, but even like that, that no, I wouldn't really change nothing now right now they probably don't want to answer because it's still we're still putting out we're still putting out money on some of them so uh, don't don't anger it too much it's still fresh but i I look back at at things you know from my temper or different things that was going on that i would have changed and sure as i got older a little bit of that was better but um but you know with you even as a coach not just your own kid but even the kids you coach including myself Yes, you were hard on us, but we all knew that you still cared. Right. And mm-hmm. the other coaches that I had, you know, we knew your intentions were for what's best for us. Right. Not necessarily just to, you know, Be just mean. To get on to a kid. Yeah. And, uh, just to single, it wasn't single anybody out. It's just that's your job and you're trying to make mm-hmm. someone better, a better person. And that's why I love coaching so much. It, it was trying to raise somebody to another level of above something that they felt they could do. You know, if you had a small part when y'all even won a B team something, I mean, that was like great. If you wanted, you know, it was just JV what I was coaching. But at the time, if I'm coaching JV, I'm going to coach it like it's the NBA finals. And I would watch film and we, we ran a million plays in the world with y'all too many. And Coach Jones. It's a good that, thing y'all were smart. Well, Coach Jones that y'all had the, at later, he kind of simplified it more and was better. I did too many things. My ADD kicked in even on coaching. But it was, it was uh, like I said, I, I just wanted to see us be able to achieve. And that's what meant so much. And then I think right now that's what means a lot when I look down at church and I see you know, Adam uh, Creel was one of my players, and I saw him working with the youth and doing something one day, and we talked about this, and I see you and Jen and what y'all are doing, and Zach Olaker, uh, you know, whoever it is. It, it means a lot because those were things that Coach Coleman passed along to us, Claiborne Campbell passed along to us, and I hope that they're proud of us, what we're doing, just like we are with y'all. But there's people that you coach, that you influence, whether it's your own children or whoever. And that's that's what it's all about. And that's why we're doing this here at Mission LHC, that we're talking, we want you to be able to see some of the hope that's out there if you're raising your kids. And don't be afraid to be tough. You know, uh, Brother Malcolm's talked about this a lot lately. You know, a lot of times there's a lot of preachers that's only talking about the love of God. But he also is a jealous God. He's also, he will discipline us if we are not doing what we need to do. And same thing as a coach or a parent. And so that's the challenge that comes out of this today. And we're going to end up having a, a second part that we're going to talk about in that one a little bit about, you know, when y'all were just married and kind of your story about getting married and then having children. And we're going to go into the DMD ministry a little bit and uh, talk about that. But, you know, this lesson here, I just encourage you again, don't be afraid to be tough. Don't be afraid to make those decisions. And 
you know, here's what I've always told my son, that the light shines the brightest in the dark. The person that knows how to work, that you have work ethic. Now you hear all these places, they're trying to pay bonuses to get people to come to work. They won't, People won't get off their phone. They won't show up. They won't do these kind of things. The kid that's went through athletics, the kid that's had tough parents, that's made them do things, the world is not going to knock them down. And they're going to be able to uh, to shine bright in this world, I believe. And so that's that's my hope for my own children and hope for y'all's children. And so, again, we've enjoyed having you. And uh, if you've caught this episode, we're going to end up having part two. We look forward to it. Thank you.